I'm Meg Fariello. And we are back with the last book in the Diversity Alliance arc. Last book for a while yeah. for us. We're going to leave these Jedi Knights alone. <laughs> the Young Jedi Knights in yeah. The Emperor's Plague, where we're finally done with yep. this is what it's all been building to. <laughs> and it's it's been a ride. The last couple books have just... Yeah, it's... It's, just, it's been weird. I'm still, I don't know how, I guess that can be one of our questions is like, what would you do with this story to make it, to make it different? Yeah. But, but I guess first we have to accept the story <laughs> as it is. As laid out for us, I suppose. I mean, so we so catch they, them back on Coruscant. They're still on Coruscant. We, we're there as they emerge from the Bacta tanks, which if I didn't have questions about Bacta tanks before. I have 10,000 more questions about Bacta tanks. I have a lot of props, but apparently... Okay, so they've been in the Bacta tanks for a period of time. Yeah, like a chunk of time. Yeah, and... I guess you're sedated when you're in a back to tank. Which are you? <laughs> Wait, we gotta just plot it out. Okay, okay. We'll come back to back to tanks. Okay, they get back to back to tanks, <laughs> and uh, Zach and Lusa are still hanging around on Coruscant. Yeah. Um, along with they're you know, like, like in the back to tank rooms. Yeah, yeah. Which is another Again, thing to questions. talk about with back to tanks. I'm really troubled by back to tanks. <laughs> It seemed fine, but now I have a lot of problems. Culture and like, is it okay? (laughs) Yeah. um, Yeah, so so they're still there. Yeah, so they're still there, and they have like a little bit of time where everyone's sort of like visiting with their family on a Coruscant, and then the young Jedi Knights are sort of asked to testify between, uh, not between, asked to testify before the. Republic Senate about yeah. their experience with the Diversity Alliance. Which, again, we're going to get into this, but, like, they've done a ton of things that would warrant, like, <laughs> questioning by government. <laughs> I don't know why this one yeah. <laughs> is really problematic, but everyone's really mad. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> So they they it, their testimony does not go the way that they think it should. They catch just hell left yeah. and right from senators who are pointing out the various ways in which they did illegal things. And I sort of agreed with the senator. <laughs> yeah, I was like, this guy's just he's reading them for filth. Yeah, and he's, he's not just, wrong. <laughs> he's reading them for filth, and I actually did mark the page because I was. So impressed with this guy. Yeah, so on page 17, this is how he lays it out. Um, You broke into the headquarters of a well-respected political movement. The legal planetary government sentenced you to a short term of unpleasant yet not unjustifiable punishment, long enough for you to learn a valuable lesson, we can hope. Then, before you had served your complete term, your friends, who at the time were working for the Diversity Alliance, released you from captivity and assisted you in departing from Ryloth without further punishment. 
And during all that time, the only true injuries you sustained were as a result of the ill-advised paths you chose when leaving. Um, yeah. <laughs> accurate. Didn't need that book. Could have just had this guy summarizing <laughs> it for us. Um, yeah. But of course, like, Jane is really mad. Yeah. Um, you can and just like, tell that Jaina is, like, itching to tell someone their life story. Right, and to tell them why they're wrong. And, like, <laughs> Luke's sort of silently mad, but he's like, it'll come out in the wash. It's yeah, like, it'll be fine. <laughs> so then somebody, after, like, hours of this, it yeah, seems, they're there a long eventually uh, a Mon Calamarian Jedi lady who's a big character in the Jedi Academy trilogy. Yeah, I didn't still... Silga? Yeah, Silga or something like that. Silga says, how about we just check it out? Right, let's just like go. Let's, let's just send some inspectors. Let's just check it out. Yeah. Um, so Silga is, and Luke and Lusa and Sira. Sira, yeah. And this guy who doesn't like the young Jedi Knights, and so is just constantly and pettily vilified by the narrative. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't... He, he has some, you know... And I feel like he's got good points. He's got good points for the information that he has. Yeah, he seems reasonable to me. But um, they go to Ryloth right. to inspect uh, Ryloth. Got away from me there a little. Um, just yeah, so little- they, they go, and they're like taken around by some character that we had not met up until no. this point. And but before like, before they get there, Zach is taking <laughs> I hate Zach so much. I know. <laughs> God, it was Zach. I mean when Zach gets to his big revelation at the end. I want a to throw myself out the window. <laughs> the craziest character I've ever seen. But Zach has planted, in the previous book, planted right. a tracer on, on Born, Born and Thule's yeah. spaceship. And so he says, like, I need to go get Born and Thule um, because he knows where this emperor's plague storehouse is. Right. And they didn't tell the Senate about the Imperial, about the plague thing. No, yeah. I, Even though that seems really important. Yeah. Like but they're just, oh, the American. Diversity Alliance has spies everywhere. We can't let them know that we know whatever, blah, blah, blah. So, Zek knows that Born and Thule won't trust him, so he decides to take Raynar with him. Right. So that he can be like, say hi! Yeah, I, yeah. I, and... Baffling decisions. So he and Raynar find born in thule who's being attacked by two other by boba fett and fett somebody and, else yeah some other bounty hunter yeah um they managed to get him but not in time for boba fett to steal yeah the location Bo- boba like, fett, data files yeah boba fett slices born in thule's computers yeah. just like he did in the rock dragon back in uh which they also of remind us of yes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they talk a lot uh, there's a I'm lot like, of recap. <laughs> there's a lot of recapping in here. But, um, so he slices their computer, and because Born and Thule is a moron, he actually, like, went and visited the yeah. the storehouse and hadn't cleared his user history from his computer. Yeah, so dumb. So, Boba yeah, Fett so looks in his GPS history and gets the coordinates that Nula is looking for, and he takes those to Nula. So while he's taking those to Nula... Oh, right, and because 
forgot about Jaina's big intervention here. Yeah. Surprise rescue. <laughs> yeah. So Jaina had planted a tracer. No, Jane. No. She just followed them. No, Zex she... was like, don't come after yeah, me because I love Zex you. Zex's like, I love you, so you can't come. And Jaina's <laughs> like, I love you, so I want to come. Yeah. And, and he's like, but don't. Okay. But don't. Like, okay. okay. I love you. No. I mean, no one says I love you because they're 15. But Yeah. No, no, no one says that. <laughs> but, oh, I remember what it was. She had MTV like copy the programming for the tracer that was on Born and Thule's ship so right, they so could also... Yeah. track it so they show up that way and so then we've got one group this group Bornin, Raynar, Zek, Jason, Jaina, Tinoka, Loey, all headed for the place where this plague is stored to try right. to get there before Nula which they do which they do and then at the same time the diversity alliance armada is going there they don't know that the Jedi Knights are there but they're going there to try to get the plague Right. So there's sort of like a race going right. on. going on, yeah. That not everyone knows that anyone else is in the race for quite a while. Right. <laughs> and... Yeah, so they get to this place, which I'm not going to try to pronou- pronounce. I forgot that it had a name. It's Maybe just like it doesn't have a name. Storehouse <laughs> Asteroid. <laughs> it's on an asteroid. And they get there and they... It's like kind of like man-made caves and stuff where there are all the storehouses they more, basically find more bond kind of aesthetic yes, stuff. yeah like nula at one point is like well it was man-made so it's so, so these stupid. caves suck <laughs> these aren't good caves like we They're have on ryloth yeah. <laughs> these caves like are the trash <laughs> compared to the ryloth caves these are real crappy caves <laughs> but they find like weapons and detonators and they start like basically yeah so they say <laughs> Like, we need to destroy this place so that Nula can't get the... Can't get it. Can't get it. And Bornenthal is like, yep, I wish, I wish I came here before and I wish I could have destroyed it. All I had was my blaster. And Zach, because he is a genius, is like, mm-hmm. couldn't we just shoot all the tanks with blasters and, like, get rid of the planks that way? And they're like... He's a real dum-dum. <laughs> well, no, because then there would just be planes everywhere. Right, and there's not just... So not just the human plague is stored here, but plagues for like Wookiees and and their labeling system is <laughs> bananas. Yeah, so it'll be like Wookiees, slow acting, Solistans, fast acting. They don't have names. No. <laughs> just like every giant tube full of plaguey liquid is right. just plague juice it's Wookie just plague it's just labeled with who it will kill and how quickly how fast but not specific just like no slow acting fast, fast or slow acting, average and, acting and there's none of it like is it an airborne pathogen is it no um, right to, to droplets or no, it's just just, <laughs> just plagues <laughs> remind me of young frankenstein with the labels <laughs> normal happy normal happy someone happy someone it's exactly that that. so so right they can't destroy the plague by blasting it because it will release contaminate everything so they have to destroy the whole asteroid asteroid and they immediately find all these bombs yeah and set them up very quickly like Like Warren Thule is like, oh, I just wish I could have figured out how to do this alone. It's like, well, you are the stupidest man. It's like he literally landed, looked around, and was like, oh, there's plagues. Great. 
<laughs> get back on my ship and leaving. <laughs> like this place, he it's it's just pure laziness. Like it has all of the bombs, it has all the wiring, it has the one button you push to blow up all the bombs, and you just have to like walk around and they're magnetic bombs. You just like fling them right, up the wall, throw them up, and they stick up. <laughs> But also, like, we are not exaggerating. That is what yeah. they do. Yeah. They take magnetic no bombs, they wander the halls, fling them up at strategic points, and are like, we're going to blow this asteroid up. But That's also, the whole plan. Born in Thule, we've been told for books and books now that he is, like, a good man who will sacrifice himself for his family and, like, humanity. Why didn't, like, if he was so worried about the plague, why didn't he just release all the pathogens? He's the only one there. That, Sacrifice that yourself and, like, have... You let this drag on for, for so much time. I mean, like, if you... In, Born in Thule also, I mean, I get that he's been stressed out for a while, but he's got a real attitude in this no, book. No, he has a toot problem. And <laughs> like, I was good riddance to bad rubbish. Like, he's not, all, not excited enough to see Raynar no. again after all that. He is just, like, the Eeyore of space. Like, yeah, all he like, does is complain. <laughs> At the end, where, spoiler alert, he dies. Raynar isn't all that upset. <laughs> yeah, like, Raynar is stressed, but, yeah, like... but, like, you know, this seemed like how it was gonna go. <laughs> yeah, he does the, uh, um, Dustin Hoffman and the Graduate thing on the glass. Yeah. Banging on the glass. But when we, like... But this is jumping around, but when we catch up with him at the very end, like... He's over it. He's fine. It's yeah. not a week. Like, yeah. we're done. <laughs> he's, he's fine. He's over it. So, um, yeah, so they, de- they set up all these detonators. So they um, set up the bombs, and while they're doing that, they come into contact with, like, Nula and her landing crew. Yeah. So there's, like, the one guy who's been saying, kill Wookiees. Yeah. Runs into Loey, and they have... Right, they have a a fight a fight until Loey blasts him out the airlock yeah um and yeah they're just like all kind of running around trying yeah there's to... some shooting going around it's i felt like yakety sax should have been playing as they're like going um, up and down these hallways but like there's so little actual character interaction and for the most part like characters don't know what right, anyone what's else going has on going on yeah, it's like, and Raba's there. Yeah, in space, um, but like she, for the most of it, doesn't know that they're there. There, yeah, and like she has some slight moral like. I'm not questions. so sure. I feel okay about this. Yeah, but like ultimately. So. Um. Eventually. Nula gets to the point where she she gets into the room where right. all of the plagues are stored. And she's just like, hell yeah, we did it. And at that same time, uh, Bornin and Raynar and Zack get there. And Bornin Thule, who has no plan. No, nope. never did. It's like, <laughs> just like, I'm going in. So he goes in and I admit, maybe my eyes glazed over. I don't exactly know what happens, but plagues get released. Plagues get released. He's exposed. Nula's exposed. Yeah. So he the plagues get released. Presumably, there's some shooting. Some yes. shooting happens. There's some shooting. He like basically seals himself off. Right. He locks the door and and he's like, just go. I'm I'm dying. <laughs> right. 
and IG-88 has shown up at this point oh, to yeah. try to protect him. And, I, and I, he says to IG-88, like, you know, I can't be saved, so you have to protect Raynar. So IG-88 protects Raynar for, like, a minute, but then gets bored and, like, wanders off right. again. He, he goes back to, like, he actually goes in and it's like, I'm going to try to stay bored. <laughs> 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 not going to work. IG-88. That's what I was programmed to do. I'm, yeah. That's my so, whole yeah, thing. So, yeah, so Raynar and Zack manage to escape on the rock dragon. Yeah. Raba grabs Nula. Yeah, Raba goes Even though in, Nula has been exposed. Yeah, she goes in after Nula um, herself because she's starting to worry because she realizes that the Jedi are there. Right. And, but once she has Nula on the ship and she realizes that Nula has been exposed to all these diseases, she won't take her anywhere else. Right, she doesn't want anyone else to... She says, like, well, I've been on board with this kill all humans plan, but, like, you're now carrying all of these diseases that could kill diversity alliance members. And Nula doesn't care. She's like, yeah, screw them. They'll be... Who cares if they die? Who cares if I die? I just want to kill all humans. Right. And Rob is, like, not on board with that. So she just, like, takes her to the outer rim. Yeah, it's like a random abandoned planet and Nula dies. And Raba also contracts... A plague. A plague, but manages to sort of survive it. Yeah, it seems like she's going to recover. But this is also, I believe, the last we ever hear of Raba in the yeah, I don't think she shows Star up Wars Expanded Universe. So maybe she got worse and died. Yeah, don't died. Know. I don't know. But yeah, so that's the end of them. Um, so they yeah, do Luke... somehow blow up the storehouse, too. Oh, they call their parents for help. Yeah, they do. They Dad, keep... <laughs> yeah they're like could we we actually have a major issue here please send everybody and they're like yeah Yeah. sure we'll send everybody yeah um and yeah right the new the new republic the new republic fleet shows up shows up engages with the diversity alliance yeah they manage to detonate the asteroid um luke and his band eventually like after touring ryloth for pages managed to go or Sira or Lusa. It was Sira. It was Sira, yeah, who who um, tells him, like, you better look in the loading dock. And there's, like, boxes labeled, like, cheese. And <laughs> you open the box and it's actually, like, a ton of weapons. Yeah, and then there's a huge shootout. Yeah. And then Kerr. Kerr the, yeah, who was the Ryloth that they saved, who was, like... In the in the ice side, the Twi'lek yeah, he who was, had been... He was, the disgraced yeah. Twi'lek who had been left to die in the, the ice. Right. Sort of steps up to the plate and yeah, and Luke's like he's gonna be a great leader. And I'm like, yeah. Luke, you've known him for two minutes. <laughs> yeah, Luke, you've known him for two minutes, and you don't know why they left him to die in the ice the first no. time. Luke just wants to shirk all responsibility onto anyone else. <laughs> yeah. So Luke's like, whatever, he's gonna do a great job. <laughs> yeah. Um, so so the yeah the the uh, senators who have, were sort of like you know, not believing eventually are like, Oh, you were right. Like Well the what the one who was with them on Ryla is dead. He got yeah, shot yeah, he in the died. crossfire. <laughs> this is a That's dirty, what you get. This is a dirty bastard who doubted some fifteen year old children who were questioning the young Jedi Knights. Who, you die. Who committed how dare you doubt the rights of privileged children to commit intergalactic espionage. <laughs> yeah, so so that all sort of gets resolved. Everyone ends up back on Coruscant. Right. Zek comes to an epiphany that like, oh. maybe bounty hunting isn't oh. the best oh thing my God. he could be doing with his time. Zek. <laughs> I hate him so much. He's... Okay, I actually wrote this down okay. because I... You can't. 
you can't appreciate it fully out of context. So essentially what happens is that um, Boba Fett shows up at the last minute on the asteroid and helps Zek and Raynar. And Zek's like, oh my god, you're helping us now? You yeah, love us? You're yeah. our best friend? And yeah. Boba Fett says, well, no. no. But I after I finished <laughs> working for Nula, Tycho Thule hired me to protect Raynar. So I'm right. doing that now. Right, I'm, I'm protecting yeah. Raynar. And um, Zek... Zek stared in astonishment, remembering how Boba Fett had told him that all obligations to an employer ended once the bounty had been delivered. So what made you choose our side? A a twinge of moral responsibility? He raised his eyebrows. (laughs) Fett's impenetrable helmet gave the slightest shake. A bounty hunter does not take sides. And then he explains that he was hired to protect Raynar. And, um, says Zek squared his shoulders and suddenly knew he was stronger than Boba Fett. His mind was clearer. His heart was cleaner. Then I guess I don't want to be a banner honey after all, he said, and tossed his long black hair over his shoulders. <laughs> I don't let a paycheck decide between right and wrong for me. Oh, that's supposed to, that's a big moment. We had like five books of like, I'm gonna be a bounty hunter <laughs> leading up to this moment because apparently no one ever told him what a bounty hunter is. Was, or like... He's also <laughs> the continued conflation between the definitions of bounty hunter and mercenary. Mercenary are very yeah are very confusing. Like and because Boba Fett is a mercenary who does some bounty hunting, like right. especially in these books. Also, like if you're not okay, like it seems like you can bounty hunt and just like not take the like if it's a job that conflate like conflicts with your moral standards, then just don't take the job. Yeah, that's the thing. That's the whole thing with bounty hunting is that somebody puts out a bounty. Right. And then all bounty hunters can Go hunt it. Try to get the bounty, yeah. Except in the Star Wars Expanded Universe right, where, you're where there's employed. a guild and hours and <laughs> employers. You gotta punch in and punch out, and otherwise like, you don't, don't get paid. Understand anything about this system There's other than Zach is probably tossing his hair like some glorious pony yeah and, being <laughs> fat. and that's his like realization that like maybe i should try this jedi thing again but he doesn't even like commit to that he doesn't they're commit just to anything yeah they're just like okay so you're not gonna be a bounty hunter are you gonna be a jedi now and he's like i've got a lot of thinking to do and it's just like yeah. you know what tiger thinking's not what you're good at maybe you should choose something else <laughs> to go after yeah just like something work in an office like <laughs> something anything else please yeah. just like get into the service industry you seem eager to please and nice enough you know travel agents maybe you've Uh, been a lot of places yeah hotel concierge (laughs) (laughs) i hate suck so yeah so they all end up on coruscant adventures done and 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 is jason yeah jason no they're back on yavin at that point i think do they go back to yavin I think they're just saying that they're going to be excited to go back to Yavin. Oh, okay. <laughs> they're not back in Yavin. <laughs> yeah, Tanelka kisses. No, nope, no, nope, they do get back to Yavin. Yeah. They have, a ceremony, they have a ceremony to celebrate the completion of the Grand Temple's reconstruction. Right. Oh, Raynar gets a lightsaber finally. They're like, I guess you could have one. 
<laughs> and Luke and Reynard's like, "Are you sure I can have this?" And Luke says, "Like, oh no, the workmanship is good." Which, like, I'm glad yeah, you're checking on check that now. It. He just glanced at it and was like, "It's not exploding right now, so you're fine." <laughs> it turns on. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So they either that or some other Jedi was nearby and told Luke, "Like, oh no, I'd looked at it. The workmanship is good." Yeah. So they're like hanging out, and Zek and Jane are all being all moony moony, and Tanelka kisses. <laughs> Jason. Jason, and that's basically... Yeah, Jason was, like, barely in this book. I feel like everyone was barely... <laughs> All right, so let's... Let's... Let's break this down. Okay. Let's break it down. First things first, okay. the the healthcare system <laughs> in the Star Wars universe continues to be a problem. There are no, like, sentient doctors or no. nurses. Okay, I have a list of issues with this back to tank thing. <laughs> I don't even know where to start, but let's start there. There's no doctors, there's no sentience, it's all run by droids, droids. and it is so loosey-goosey that Anakin, who is like 13, yeah. and Loey came in and tinkered with right, the technology with the- of the back to tanks. <laughs> Anyone can walk in. <laughs> While they were in there. While they were they were in back to tanks <laughs> and a child and a teenage Wookiee came in and like popped open the right. controllers and was like, do 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 do. Oh, yeah. now we made the back to tank better. And <laughs> no one was like, don't don't do don't that. Do that. There's nobody standing out front. There's nobody checking bracelets to make sure that like you're supposed to be. In yeah, a there's no one area. Like, scanning. I Even don't the- think there's a hospital area. I think it's in someone's living room. I there's think just, like it- a back to tank. <laughs> I think it must be because yeah, like there's no kind of security. Even though in the back to tank, you would be very vulnerable. Yes, obviously. And they say they say that Lusa. And Lusa has been sitting by Raynar's back to tank. And okay. Zek has been sitting by Jaina's back to tank, like, this whole time. So this is just, like, a room <laughs> with couches and four back to tanks. Okay, I have a question about the level of nudity in a back <laughs> Because Luke, in Empire, is, like, in that little diaper thing. <laughs> that's the but same- that's it. It's the same thing here. If you're a girl, you get, like, a diaper and a tube top. And a tube top. Oh, like, a tube bra, not even, like, it a tube top. It inappropriate that anyone other than, like, maybe your parents would be in the back to the- <laughs> Yeah. I mean, like, it says even beneath the brief strips of medical wrap that she wore. Brief- She's 15. <laughs> she is 15 wearing brief strips. She's 15 suspended in liquid. Yeah. Unconscious. Unconscious. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe I'm conscious, yeah. wearing like a tiny bikini, and there's a 17-year-old boy just laying on the couch next to her this whole yeah, time. watching. Watching. And everyone's fine with that. No. There's no parent. There's barely parents in this. They say that their parents and Luke have like stopped by on a regular basis. Leia has no time for anything. No. She, it says in the book that like all, she like can sleep for five minutes and that's it. Yeah, like she takes meetings from... Eight o'clock in the morning <laughs> yeah, to four o'clock, o'clock the next morning, and then sleep yeah. for four hours, and that's it. Yeah, she's. God knows where Han is. <laughs> he shows up at the end. Oh, they have like <laughs> playing Sabak. They playing Sabak. They have dinner at one point where they're eating Nerf sausages. Nerf <laughs> sausages. <laughs> He mentions Dulana. I had to go back and read it five times. There is zero context 
for no. mentioning that in a book where they go back and recap every single no. thing. But Han is just like, these are like the sausages that Julana made when I was a kid. And not only is there no recap for, uh, not only is there no recap for like us, the reader, there's no indication that anyone at the table knows what he's talking about. No, they're not like, oh, like... I love when you mentioned Dulana. Yeah, like, you know, and it would be nothing for be like, Jaina, you know, Jaina always got a laugh thinking about her dad being a little boy raised by a Wookiee or yeah, whatever. Nothing. In a book that, like, constantly reminds you what happened, like, two pages before, <laughs> Dulana's just dropped like a bomb. Yeah, no context to offer Dulana. But yeah, okay, but yeah, are you unconscious and about Oh, sorry, back to- <laughs> Yeah. Um... Maybe you're like, because Jane, I guess maybe you're like on morphine or something, because Jane said that like she would, she was like seeing Zek, but the, then she thought it was a dream. So oh, that's so really weird. Also, because if you were on anesthesia yeah. in like a regular hospital, <laughs> like they are, it's very, very regulated. It's, you have nurses and doctors who are there constantly. Yeah. Like, you can't just put somebody unconscious and then walk away. (laughs) Yeah, and I mean, even, like, even if you're not under full anesthesia. No, they're, yeah. Like, or even, like, I mean, if you're just getting, like, an outpatient thing, waking up from anesthesia, they're still super strict about, like, when people can come come in. in. There's, like, a team of people. There's a specialty doctor who's an anesthesiologist. Like, there's someone who is, like, yeah they're like specific nurses who like all they do is like take care of people as they wake up right like it just seems that they dropped them in like Leia and Han were just like we don't have time for this Han's like I got a Saba game to get to Leia's like (laughs) work literally around the clock they dropped them in the back to tanks and was like I guess we'll see you when we see you yeah and like how do you know when you're done in a back to tank there's nobody there to say like they just get out, right? Yeah. Well, there's like a there is a droid who like gives Jaina a hand as she gets out, but like it doesn't talk. It doesn't right. say like oh, Jaina could have been. You know what? I'm cooked. Like I'm done. Like <laughs> let's get out of here. You're like a halu- you're like almost naked, semi hallucinating, yeah. and like the kid from high school that you have a crush on is there to watch. Like yes, to watch you get out of the tank to towel you off. Like yeah, what's he happening? like he's toweling her off. It's really weird. It was like very strangely like sexual and infantilizing all at yeah, once, all at the same time. I yeah, did not was, care for it. It made me very uncomfortable. Yeah, back to tanks. I yeah, to- I'm, I guess, but the thing that really, like, destroyed my brain about back to tanks <laughs> was the fact that they said that Anakin and Loey had been, like, tinkering with the computers on yeah. them to help, like, maximize their nutritional value of the back to liquid. Which means that, like, what the hell's the point of a back to tank <laughs> if it's not doing as much as it can to make you feel better? If, if a 12-year-old and a teenage Wookiee can come in and make it better... yeah. There should be someone supervising. There should be at least a technician who's like, oh, like these levels aren't like. Yeah, I mean, like, I feel like you're back to tanks. Medical people. <laughs> your back to tanks should be like, like your Apple products or something like that, where they're like a closed system. You can't like pop it off and fiddle with it, right? Like, yes, when the iPhone came out, have... you can't like pop the case off and get your SIM card out or whatever. It's, it's right. a closed thing. You just do right. this. Yes. 
if it's an, if there isn't a sentient being there at the front yeah. regulating, then there should be no way that you could break into that system and change anything. No, it's insane. It's the same thing as like if you go get like an EKG or a sonogram, there is a technician <laughs> who's not necessarily a doctor, but like can 100% work that system, knows exactly what they're looking at. Yeah. You need someone like that at a back to tank. Can you imagine if like somebody were going in to get like an ultrasound and as the technician went to like do the ultrasound, yeah. their like older child that they brought with them was like, let me, let me just pop this computer open and see what we got. I think we can get a clearer 3D image. Yeah, I think we can make this better. Just give me a minute. Like, that would be insane. <laughs> yeah, that whole scene, the lack of, and it's not even because er, when in the earlier books we were very concerned with like supervision. Yeah, and at this point I'm like, whatever, who cares? <laughs> but like, everyone's given the, up. Yeah, the lack of parental concern. Yeah, like not even supervision because like okay, maybe Leia is like that busy, and maybe Han has a gambling problem, <laughs> but. Like, there's nothing to suggest that in this book, but something is going on. He's He's got to be filling the hours somehow. <laughs> he's MIA. He's not doing like, anything useful. Nobody's checking in. They go in front of the entire Galactic Senate. Leia barely preps that was the, that was I, That was the other thing. They go in front of the Galactic Senate in the morning, and they find out that they're going to do it the evening before. Evening before. Because Anakin tells them. Right. Leia was just going to drop them off and be like, pick you up in 12 hours. Good luck. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, they're at dinner and they're just hanging yeah. out and Han's like, hey, I had a life before you existed and no one no one engages on that nope. conversation. We don't want to hear it. We don't want to hear it. And it was way better than these books and <laughs> your life is nothing compared to mine. But... <laughs> And then Anakin is like, oh, you guys are going in front of the Senate tomorrow. I think that's probably going to be tough. And they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Is Anakin running the show? <laughs> because I think he might be. I think Anakin is actually... <clears throat> I'm also not clear from this if Anakin has started going to the Jedi Academy while they've been doing other it stuff. It seems like maybe he has. Which seems like kind of maybe, but then it wasn't totally clear. Yeah. But... But yeah, like Leia and Han... And you would think that Leia would actually play a pretty big role in this book because yeah. if part of the story is that they are, you know, being put on trial or being questioned about breaking the law, <laughs> like, you think she would step up or at least be like, you know, hey, I know this seems really unfair, but like, realistically, like, you did do some things you probably weren't supposed to do. You've been doing them your whole life. Yeah. You're just right now getting... <laughs> It's yeah, you face no consequences for reprogramming the Country Bear Jamboree at the zoo that one time. <laughs> Everyone just thought it was a lark and like, yes, it was sort of funny, but like, if you were anyone else's kid, like... There would have been trouble. You would have, <laughs> would have been in real big trouble. Like, there's just no sense of no, I don't, responsibility or concern or... No, it they doesn't. manage... There's, again, no... No reference to Jaina and Jason, Tanakan, Loey just leaving. No. None. Just off. And, like, when there's a giant space battle happening around them, there's mm -hmm. lasers firing everywhere, and Han is like, oh, well, get someplace safe. 
get away from the asteroid so we can right. blow it up. And like, well, we can't blow up the asteroid yet because we still got people on it. And he's just like, okay, we'll do your best. And they yeah. say that, like, <laughs> the narrative says that you could tell, like, something in his voice is, like, a balance between parental concern and confidence in his children's abilities. And it's like, that's not, that's a, not, a, that's not a thing. Yeah. That's not a tone. That's not a tone. And it's like, also, what would like, that tone sound like? How much training you have if your children are in the middle of a giant space battle. Your teenage children. like Right, you're not going to be like, oh, they're fine. Yeah. <laughs> They've got this. It's fine. Like, I I think if, if you're an adult reading this book and you're thinking of yourself as a 15-year-old, you're making a mistake because 15-year-olds think they have it way more together than they do. Like, I urge yeah. you to make contact with an actual 15-year-old <laughs> and then tell me if you think these people should be going into battle right. or doing any of these other things, like right. strategizing against an enemy or... Yeah, it's it's really... It was really striking just how absent no no one cares at all no one's luke, even trying luke is half asleep this entire <laughs> book i think luke has a drug problem it's on ryloth just like ugh like <laughs> why did they take poor lusa back to ryloth i don't know or sierra like i mean sierra seems fine ha- with it but lusa is on the verge of a panic attack they the whole time they're there that she, diversity alliance people will murder those who have betrayed and then like and there's been there have been active assassins after lusa and they're just yeah. like come on because yeah. why not because luke could give a crap he's <laughs> just like what's the least amount of work i have to do i'm gonna bring as many people as i can so i can just sleepwalk through this whole yeah looking at ryloth i know i trust my niece and nephew something happened Let's just get to it. <laughs> it'll, it'll all <laughs> be revealed. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I hope cares? I hope I'm dead soon. Like that's that's just Luke. Like I mean, is it him just like wishing he was off with Mara Jade? <laughs> Maybe. He's like, this let's whole let's, book series. <laughs> let's wrap this up. There's a sexy redhead for me to go get back to. <laughs> yeah, I am done. <laughs> what time are we off, guys? <laughs> Jake, a fork in me. Like, that's <laughs> done. <laughs> Luke spends this entire book series like somebody in a staff meeting who can only think about the fact that the staff meeting could have been handled in an email. Like, yeah. that is Luke. Luke's experience of this whole series is like, you could have just, you didn't right. need me here for this. No. Like, that's all he has. That is, and we didn't. No. He, he's, <laughs> he's right. He contributed right. nothing. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Why are you even here? <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, what else? So... You want to talk about how stupid Born and Thal is? Yeah. So, why the hell didn't Born and Thule just call Leia and say, like, oh, hey, um, there's this diversity alliance lady. She wants this computer. I have it, and I just found out it's the location of this horrifying plague storehouse. I'm going to bring it to you right away, send out the security, and let's take care of this. Or just fly to Coruscant. Yeah. He is on a first name basis with Han and Leia. Yeah. Why did he go into hiding? I I don't know any of his decisions. Like, like just fly to Coruscant. There wasn't wasn't a bounty on him until she realized she wasn't coming. Right, and even though, even if there was a bounty on him, just get to Coruscant. Yeah. Just go straight there. That's all there. you have to do is get to Coruscant. Land at the Imperial Palace. Yeah, you Leia. can do that. You're born in Thule. Yeah. 
You have money. Oh, yeah. Hire your own security guys. I just don't understand. And maybe this is like, how can we make this book better? That like for six books, five books, we've been hearing about Born and Thule. He's like a sort of mysterious character who's driving the plot. Yeah. It seems like such a waste. <laughs> He's a huge disappointment. He's a real You know what would have been you know what would have been great? If instead of Born and missing, Aaron was missing. Oh, that would have been better. Cause she's a kick ass lady who loves music <laughs> and water a, ceremony. A singer songwriter. <laughs> she's a yeah, great when, when dresser. They send the um they send like a coded message, uh, born in and Raynar to Aaron when they're headed to the asteroid and it's like all coded like musically and yeah. she like by the tones and like the way the colors are shifting she can like interpret the message I was like I want a whole book of her yeah she's, <laughs> she's great she's great and she Borian is like in the uh it's like when um Stellan Skarsgård shows up in the Pirates of the Caribbean movies Stellar Skateboard? <laughs> yeah, when Stellar Skateboard comes. Yeah. And he's been hearing all about, like, how yeah. awesome Bootstrap Bill Turner was. He's got a cool name, Bootstrap Bill. He was a pirate. He was a right. scallywag, but he had a, he was a good man. Also. But then he's just, like, a sad man with stuff on him. And, yeah, like, that's important. That's that's a sad man with stuff on him. <laughs> just, just, like, kind of mopey. Got a real, like pessimistic bordering on nihilistic attitude yeah says he loves his son but they don't have any fun together <laughs> like, no, yeah he really doesn't really love Raynor. <laughs> i mean and Raynor tries so hard yeah and he really loves his dad like he just wants to make him proud and and like i guess what we're supposed to think at the end when he sacrifices himself that like ugh, born thule what a great yeah what a great guy but he just seems just like, like just like a stupid ending for a stupid person. Right. <laughs> Who could have handled the situation differently, either fixed it immediately. Yeah. Or told someone about it and they would have fixed it immediately. Yeah. No, like he could have absolutely blown that place up without help. You did not need multiple people to do that. Or he could have just like, he's so powerful. He's so politically connected. Right. Do something. Like, Get someone. Yeah. Don't hire Zek. Yeah. Like hire that Zek. That was his plan. Hire Zach. Yeah, how about instead of hiring Zach to send an email to your wife, hire Zach to send an email to Leia. Yeah. Or in your email to your wife, tell her, like, hey, you to need to Leia. alert Leia about this, like, warehouse thing. And I'll get a code to you so you can tell her where I'm going to be or whatever. But, like. Yeah. <sighs> All right. Born in Thal. Anything else? Yeah. Um. Okay, so. These are. I, it, further mark of the fact that Jason is not a character, not even a character in these books, is the fact that Jaina is the one quoting Han throughout the book, as yes. opposed to usually it's Jason who quotes Han throughout the book. I've decided that no one is allowed to ever say "yeehaw" in a novel ever again. Nope. It it's does not, not it work. Translate <laughs> yelling the the let no nope, never ever ever sure. swoop in and yell "yeehaw." You were yeah. allowed to say, like, Jaina whooped in triumph or something like that. Right. But not Yeehaw. I never want to see Yeehaw in print ever <laughs> again. It made me so angry. And then not only do they, does she, so in rapid succession, she comes to the rescue yelling Yeehaw over the comm. Right. 
she says, now, uh, now, uh, now you owe me one, which right. is like a Han yeah. thing. And then she follows all that up with, like, in case it was all the point of, you know, dad did the same thing for Uncle Luke at the Death Star. I'd be like, no, he, no. When no, he did, it's not the, the same thing. It's not the same thing. I mean, in a very tenuous sense of flew a spaceship yelling into the comlink like a crazy person. Yes, he <laughs> yes, did that. Yeah. But, like, what he did was actually way different. Way different. A different situation. What are I, you talking about? Like, the references. So there's <coughs> another point, not with Jaina, but with Luke, where they're, like, touring Ryloth, and there's a Rodian, which is the species that Greedo was, and he thinks to himself, huh, this reminds me of Greedo, that guy that Han... <laughs> Talk to on Moss Eisley. It's like you know about that. He wasn't there. there. And I'm 100% sure Han wasn't like, hey guys, guess what? I just met you. But I had this shootout with this Rodian character. How is Luke? No. Why is he thinking that? It's only for us. It's only for the audience to be like, oh, that's what that alien looks like. And yet we don't get who Dulana was. Right. Right. But we get, like, a really tangential, like, how the heck did Luke... He didn't know about Greedo. And I, like, I'm pretty sure Han didn't tell him. Why would he? Because he didn't know him at the time. Nobody cared about Greedo at all. In the course of Han's life, like, that is a blip that he doesn't want to go back to. I can't... No. And what else? Oh, yeah. At another point, they're, like, running down the hallway trying to decide which way they're going to go. And it's like, it's hard to have a committee meeting while we're on the run. And it's just that like, committee meeting has been an inside joke for their family for 20-something years. My notes just say, like, quote, committee meeting, high, like, dash, I am so angry. Like, I can't. Why aren't, or why isn't Luke getting new trainees? Because at the end of the book, Luke says, like, I'm going to decide, you know, that I, I want to become a Jedi. Like, Luke's been really hounded me to become a Jedi, so I'm, I'm just going to stick around. And Luke's like, we're getting at least one, maybe two, new trainees. <laughs> and I was like, are you not getting trainees? It's not like this is, yeah, we're not, like, inducting the Jedi class of whatever. You know, even if it was just, like, five a year or something. Less than that. It could be three. Yeah. It could be three, but if you're like, it doesn't seem, and I mean, I guess there wouldn't be, why would you need it? There's not a curriculum, there aren't classes, there aren't lessons, but it doesn't seem like there's like a... A turnover A turnover, like you would think like you, you, you would have like a cohort that you come in with. Right. Or, you know, every... And even if you progress at different rates, you would still have like, you know, it's... Yavin Moon September, so like this is when we bring in the new Jedi. (laughs) Speaking of time, correct me if I'm wrong. They talk about chronos a lot in this book. Like, I gotta check my chronometer. Has that ever been mentioned? Ah, before because I don't remember ever having a standard time. I don't think it has Star Wars universe. And it was real striking. It was a very... It, no, I have never... I don't remember that being a Zach, thing. in the beginning, is like, I've been sitting here around the chrono, waiting for you to wake up at the back to tank, maybe. Like... Like, 
If it why why not just call it a clock? Right, but you don't. If it, especially if it's around, like right. Why not just call it a clock? Like of all the weird things that like clock yeah we'd have to make up weird terms for this so also at the same point zek mentions that bounty hunting makes it really hard to have a social life i I wondered at that (laughs) because why i i don't think it's the bounty hunting no i I don't think think that's why zek's social life is flagging i you only have two friends (laughs) (sighs) zek is a zek's a real problem zek's a problem He's a problem character. I wonder if, like, some other author or just Kevin J. Anderson with adult Zek can do better because... I hope someone... I. It's h- hard for me to handle the idea of him sticking around. Yeah, he, like, is a big deal. <laughs> yeah, he... I, I think him and Jaina do have, like, an actual relationship. Yeah, and... I don't know... I'm not sure if that's, like, ethical on her part because I'm pretty sure he's basically Brick from Anchorman. <laughs> yeah, he's, like... Yeah, I don't know. I really hate Zack. <laughs> so, how would you fix this story arc? Like, if I mean, Kevin I J. Anderson it... and Rebecca Moista, like, they have it all storyboarded out. They're like, well, this is the these are the novels we're about to write. Like, what do you think? I mean, I would cut two books. Yeah, because this is five or six books long. Yeah. I think it's five. I think we're at five. Five. Yeah. You definitely didn't need Delusions of Grandeur. Mm-mm. You barely needed Shards of Alderaan. No. I would I would condense it, I think. Cut some of the excess. I would cut most of Zek's bouncing around the galaxy. Not just because I hate him, but <laughs> I do think that a lot of that did not build the character at all. No. No. And was just an excuse to kind of, like, cut away to something else. And so I think I think getting rid of, like, the whole thing on that, on his home planet. Oh, God, in. <laughs> we didn't need any of that. Um, I don't know. I really wish, because I feel like the first, the Shadow Academy arc did this, you know, maybe not great, but did it much better of sort of developing character and... Like, letting us sort of learn about these individual young Jedi Knights. And I feel like for the last couple books, like, nobody's a character. No, they're just, like, very much just, like, going through the paces. Right, and kind of shells of themselves. Yeah. Like, there's no development of them as, like, teenagers. It feels very, like, ghost-written or very fan-fiction-ish, almost. Yeah, Like, like, and... And like the fact that Jason was barely in this book, and no, all he it didn't is, matter. Yeah, he'll like, just like pop out and like make a face <laughs> at someone, or be like, yeah. "Do you want to hear a joke?" And like not even really tell jokes. Like, right. and to me, like, and maybe this is also because he's an angel. Like, Anakin is so much more of a character in the small bits that you get, yeah, of him than I think either Jason, Jaina, even Tanel Ka, who's such a strong presence usually kind of doesn't yeah have doesn't that she much like to do break her ankle during a fight and then just like we don't pick up on that anymore yeah no she gets yeah she gets like her leg gets severely injured she just like grits her teeth point. and pounds on through it and 
There's no yeah. payoff for the hat. I just wish we spent less time sort of, and I think this is a critique that you've had of these books, which I agree with, is that like, they try to be movies in paper form by doing things like cutting away to like different scenes and different characters and like adding new, like we didn't need Boba Fett. Like no. there's no reason to have Boba Fett in this series other than like, he's a cool character from the original trilogy instead of what, you know, we're going to go back to this a lot. I think, I think so, yeah. <laughs> but like what makes the Han Solo trilogy so good is that it sticks to the characters and places and doesn't feel the need to jump around in yeah. a way that doesn't contribute to moving the story. Right. So I, even though in like a, a Han Solo trilogy book, you'll get like different threads and locations. Yeah. You stick with all of them for a while. So like when Lando and Bria are on Queen of the Empire, we get that full thing. We right. don't do we like, finish it. yeah, we don't do like a chapter on Queen of the Empire and then a chapter back with Han and then back to Queen of the Empire and then back, you know, it's, like, right, and that's what a movie does, right? It cuts right. back and forth, and like it works because movies are a visual medium, and <laughs> books aren't. Yeah, <laughs> so I mean they are, but different visual medium. It just there's so much going on, and yet nothing is happening. No, and it would be different if the different things we were cutting between would like meet up in a useful way at some right, point. And they don't, but they never converge. They just like all resolve. Yeah. And I didn't really think about this before, but you're right in the sense that like these characters don't interact. Like Nula and the young Jedi Knights don't have a big like no, they never, showdown. They, they never, never even cross see paths. each other as far as I can tell. Yeah, it's like very peace like all these pieces are in the air and they never land. No. no. And and that's one of the I, I texted you about this today. <laughs> That, like, these books are just a series of, like, surprise rescues. <laughs> and the problem with that is that, like, something big is about to go down, and then someone swoops in, and the big thing doesn't happen. Right? That, like, yeah. we never get the satisfaction of a showdown or, you know, a real intense lightsaber fight. Yeah. Like, there is none of that. It's just, it's yakety sacks <laughs> the entire time. Of, like, people missing each other, and, like, we're almost going to fight, but then, like, Han comes. And yeah, we're just, like, r- racing up and down these big hallways, and... Right, and that's, like, the Diversity Alliance arc, I think, in a nutshell. <laughs> it's just, like, people running around, <laughs> like, almost going to get attacked, and then don't quite... But then you have these moments of, like, death, and, like, yeah, horror. The way Nula dies, and... Yeah, it's, like, horrific, and... But you can't appreciate the seriousness of that because you know you don't care about no it feels out of nowhere like i'm still haunted by the in the shadow academy arc those people who bumped into the shadow academy when it was was cloaked crazy but it was so and that's the kind of little vignette that works right because it's it's world building but it was also such a like bizarre tonal departure from everything else in the book (laughs) yeah right and I don't know. It's just, I, I'm, I'm frustrated for a lot of reasons. Yeah. But the, one of the biggest things I'm frustrated about is that like, I feel like I don't know anything about Jane and Jason as characters. And I don't feel like they've grown or changed from book one. No, I feel like I know the characters less now than I did did in in Shadow Academy. Yeah. 
Like, like I, I know like, that, like, Gina... And Gina hasn't even really been, like, tinkering with stuff no. that much. Like, and Jason's, like, not really telling jokes. Like, even their sort of defining features, which are more just sort of, like, traits than, you know, who they are as people. Like, just, right. like, identifiers, right? Yeah, I don't feel like we know them. Like, I feel like any right. character could do anything, and I'd be like, okay, why not? Like, nothing... I don't think anything could be out of character, because there's not a character... That I right. know. Right. And I think I think the authors do a better job with Tanel and Loey, but even they have sort of fallen by the wayside in the last couple. Yeah, I books. feel like Sira might be the best developed character of this arc. And she's yeah. a very solid character. Like Lusa kinda has an arc. Yeah. I, I think I think what was better about the Shadow Academy arc is that like there was a, you were focused more on the young Jedi Knights, right? There was less of this, like, you did, like, visit the Shadow Academy a little bit. Yeah. But it was much more sticking with them. There was a kind of theme of sort of friendship and, and sticking together, which I think is, like, also (laughs) sort of tried to be a theme in this Diversity Alliance arc. But there was a sort of um, transition from Heirs to the Force, Heirs to the Force and... Jedi Under Siege, even though Jedi Under Siege <laughs> was a mess. But, like, you, you had a bit of a... Like, Zex sort of held things together. Brachus was a really good villain. For a while. For a while. And apparently he shows up in another book. I think it's New Rebellion. He oh. comes back. We thought he was only in one book series, but he is not, and I'm so excited. But, like, Brachus was a great villain. Like, he was a mess of a person, but, like, his But he was a really plans, good, like, counter... Point. Yes, and like his goals and expectations were clear in a way that like Nula, even though in the beginning seemed to have like really interesting ideas as a villain, never followed through with. No, anything. she was like reduced very dramatically. Yeah, and and there's so much like the born and the soul of it all, and the Boba Fett, and like we left our characters behind. I think. Yeah. Yeah. In the series, I don't know. What do you think? I mean, I, I agree with everything you're saying. Definitely condense it. Definitely pull out Zach. We don't need him. I feel like if if I was going to, like, really, like, go to town on it, I would say that have, um, like, in, like, at the moment when Born and Thule goes missing have it be that, like, something went wrong in the Thule business. Like, that there's yes. reason to be doubtful of him. Right. right. Which they sort of hint at at some point. Which, plan. like, Tycho has his doubts about right. him. But, like, that Born and Thule recently made some kind of, like, bad deal and is kind of disgraced, kind of on the outs, like, did something wrong, and then disappeared shortly thereafter. And that instead of the young Jedi Knight sort of, like, begrudgingly becoming friends with Raynar and ending up helping that way. Have, like, Raynar go off to look for him alone. Yeah. And then the yeah. young Jedi Knights, like... Have to go find Raynar. ...feel bad, and then they're looking for Raynar. Yeah. And not looking for Borden. And that makes Borden. sense, because really the, like, connection between Bornenthal and the young Jedi Knights is very tangential. Like... Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't, and they hate Raynar. <laughs> they hate Raynar so much. So then we could have, like, we could right. still get, like, world building and character growth, like, through Raynar. 
and like we get we could get some vignettes of Raynar and we could also have like the young Jedi Knights really like learning more about Raynar and like why right, and who and feeling he is. Bad. Like they yeah. could go and like meet Aaron Droz still the same kind of way, just like without Raynar there. Yeah, I think that makes a whole lot of sense. And then yeah, try to find him that way. And then it kind of makes sense why there's less communication, why right. things aren't going as well as they could. And yeah, maybe have and not have Warren and Thule be the worst. So Yeah. Yeah. I don't or, or do make him the worst. Or do make him the worst. Yeah, maybe, maybe he, he actually had, does he, suck. He had a bad deal and he messed up really bad and now Nula has like information that she shouldn't and you know, he's a Tycho y kind of character. Like we don't even need Tycho. Like no. just have Born and Thule be that you know, he's not inherently a bad guy, but he's made a lot of really bad decisions and he's kind of like a weasel and like Raynar has to come to terms with the fact that his father is not the, like, hero that he thought he, you know. Right, that, in, that like, the reason that Bornin's not going to, not alerting the authorities is that, like, Nula has some kind of, like, really damaging or embarrassing information right. on him. Right. So it's like, well, I can't tell on her, she'll tell on me, but I'll, like, I'll track this down and I'll take care of it myself, and that way right. it'll be okay. Yeah, that makes a whole lot of sense. <laughs> It really does. Yeah, and we didn't... Yeah, you're right. We are like, I don't need the bounty hunter of it all. Like, No, I still don't know how I, how you could structure, like, this finale. But, like, you definitely need... Like, Nula needs to face off against someone. And the yeah. person who it makes sense for her to face off against is Leia. Yeah. That, like... Right. If, if Brachus is the counterpoint to Luke, to that Luke, their right. philosophies run counter, like, Nula is the counterpoint, counterpoint to, Leia, to Leia. That Leia's belief in democracy and equality and organization and patience and hearing someone out and like nonviolence and diplomacy right right like that's right that's they're the yin yang and they don't even come close to having contact with each other yeah yeah it's like it seems like they should that should be a culmination is like those two somehow together i mean i don't know like what venue that would take place in but i would be more interested in seeing that like play out yeah, I don't yeah. know how it would, but but yeah, and and I think there definitely need, like, if you're gonna bring up this idea of the diversity alliance, like, you need to have these characters grapple with those ideas also, because I, as I was reading this book, I was like, you know, they're fighting against this diversity alliance, right? Which seemingly, you know, the front of it is that like we want rights for all aliens right not just humans and yet like it's three human children yeah yeah and low like who are going up against and we've like met other alien characters but there seems something missing like there's no grappling with the sort of like politics of this or yeah like when we first meet nula like she has a good point like she has right. a lot of good points and right. and none of that is even no, and they touched on. No, and the books ultimately just steer away from that by emphasizing the fact that she's a bad person. Right. Instead of But like a bad person of, can make some good points. Right, right. And 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 like Jane and Jason to call like none of them have to sort of No. Feel bad or you know think about their position as humans and as privileged, like very privileged. No, and I mean, like there have been so many conflicts throughout human history between like a powerful group and an oppressed group that you can bring this back to where like, 
the actions of individual members of an oppressed group end up being horrific and inexcusable, but you do see, like, the the emotions that they're rooted in, right? right? You do, yeah. you see where those those ideas came from. Right, and, and to bring in such big ideas and then to just throw them aside, I think, was sort of a waste. Yeah, of... it's, I mean, it's pretty disappointing. I mean, it goes back to my theory that the authors just think that people are stupid when they're young. Like, yeah, yeah, and that's not <coughs> like if you look at great young adult literature, like, no, like it can grapple with really true. complicated things. <laughs> yeah, not true at all. Um, and so, yeah, I think it's 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 sort of disappointing that these books just ended up being basically like chasing people around the galaxy <laughs> <laughs> and not really. I mean, to me, the, the Diversity Alliance arc doesn't really have a clear theme. No. No, it's... It doesn't feel cooked. Yeah. It feels like... like... a lot of ideas that just never... No, it feels like ingredients, but, like, yeah. they didn't come together to make anything. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a shame, because I loved these books. I did. I loved them kid. so much as a kid. And this is just, like, not good. Yeah, and it's not what I remembered at all. Like, no, bits and pieces of it. Like, I remember general plots, but I remember really enjoying these characters. And yeah, I, I mean, I guess I must have been doing a lot of additional imagining in yeah, beyond what's on the page because yeah. it felt very different. Yeah, like I felt like I really knew Jane and Jason. Yeah, they were my. And I don't feel like I know them at all. No, these are strangers. <laughs> I'm going to be yeah. really interested to see them taken up at other yeah. points in their lives. Yeah. I, yeah. New Jedi Order, I think, is I'm a little bit nervous about it <laughs> now going into it. But it's different authors. It's a completely different sort of series. But, but it, it will be interesting, I think, to pick up with them a little bit later on in their lives. Yeah. In more, you know, adults themed not like novels that are not written for young adults novels that are written for adult star wars yeah i fans yeah i mean i i we're gonna be reading them also as like toddlers yeah (laughs) i think before we get to new jedi order right we're gonna yeah yeah well yeah because circle back to the jedi academy trilogy yeah so yeah i think following these these characters throughout i think will be really interesting to see how other authors kind of grapple with decisions made because I mean, aside from New Jedi Order, like, I think the Young Jedi Knight series was really the sort of, like, cornerstone of these characters. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's so much set up here yeah. that matters. I guess. <laughs> I wish Zek didn't matter. Uh, <laughs> Zek is... Zek's, I don't even know. I don't even know what's going on. I, no. I just... And also, like, the whole relationship, like, the treatment of, like, teen relationships, I think, was also very strange. <laughs> what do Zek and Jaina like about each other? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know at all. And I'd be fine if it was that sort of, like, middle school, like, you're there. Yeah. And yeah. you're you know so you're my love interest like right you're in front of me right i see you this every is, day right so it makes sense yeah 
but they never talk about it. Like, I don't know, when I was in middle school and high school, like, that's all we talked about. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, who likes who? And, you know, yeah. who's holding hands? And, like... Yeah, nobody ever, especially, like, within the group, like, you would think there'd be, like, a scene where, like, Jaina and Loie are working on the rock dragon. They'd be like, have you noticed how, like, Jason and Tanoka are, like, right. looking at each, like, each other a lot? Like, yeah. Yeah, or even, like, Jaina and Tanoka being, like, you know, Jaina being like, hey, like, do you like my brother? Like, well, that's another thing is that Jaina and Tanoka seem to have no relationship. Like, yeah, that's strange. I'm thinking back. I feel like they've never had, a, like, they've had almost no conversations between the two of them. Yeah. I can actually only think of the time when the rock dragon was arriving and Jaina was like, I'm kind of jealous. And Tanoka was like, I want you to be the pilot. And other than that, I'm not sure if they've ever spoken directly yeah, to one another. I, there's a lot of, like, emphasis on, like, group friendship. Yeah. Like, friendship as a as a collective, but not individual. I mean, Jaina and Loie sort of have... Right, so, like, there's Jaina and Loie, there's Tanoka and Jason, there's Jason right. and Jaina. There's occasionally... Tanoka and Loey, although not that much. Right. Yeah, like they're... But, like, Loey and Jason, I don't know if they're actually friends. Tanoka and Jaina. Yeah, there's no, like... Yeah, like, Jaina and Tanel don't have, like, girlfriend... Like, there's no, like, female friendship. No, at all. It's... Yeah, like, they're, the depiction of teenagehood is... Yeah, and I mean, like... Oddly... We, like, and especially missing. thinking, you know, going back to our initial theming of the podcast of, like, girlhood yeah. and everything, yeah. like... There are so many experiences of teenage girlhood that you, I mean, so much of being a teenage girl, in my experience, was just, like, cuddling other teenage girls. And not, like, in a sexual way or anything, but just, like, just, like, like constantly, like, draping yourselves over each other on, like, couches and, like, petting people's hair and, like. Yeah, it it was all about female, like. Yeah, there's, like, so much female friendship and just, like. I mean, I understand that boys go through pu- puberty, too, but, like, right. going through girl puberty is just, like, a nightmare that lasts yeah. for years and takes a really right. long time to figure out, and... Yeah, they seem to just skip over it. Yeah, like, <laughs> I mean... Like, had, there's no growing pains. No, like, was Jaina already getting her period before she started the Jedi Academy? Yeah, I don't like, know. what would that you would do? That would be really interesting. What would you do? Like, I don't know. Sit in a back today. <laughs> what do they do? Like, <laughs> yeah, like things like that. Like to sort of focus. When do they get like haircuts? What? I mean, just like anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that's the like part of the problem. Again, going back to like Harry Potter, which like they don't talk about periods in Harry Potter, but like. But I, but I feel like that's because that's it's just from Harry's perspective. I feel oh, that's true. <laughs> I feel like if we got Hermione chapters, we would totally get it's like a period talk. The Are you there, but, God? It's me, Margaret of Harry Potter. Like, I mean, maybe that's more of a general like critique of youth literature that they don't really talk about so much. But, but you would think that like, like part of the problem with having the young Jedi Knights, like their lives be so like lackadaisical, and, like whatever, do whatever you want, is that there's no structure, and like being a teenage girl was all about like. There's too much structure. Yeah. There's not enough structure. Like, it's just, like, fighting against, like, I have papers due and curfews and, like, yeah, like navigating, none of that. Yeah, navigating <laughs> within that system is where so much of, like, the conflict of young adulthood comes from. Right, like, pushing against that system but being stuck in the system. Like, right, you can't be 
a rebel with no boundaries. Like, right. like if we're supposed to see the young Jedi Knights as these, like, take charge, take, like, we can't. They're not. No, there's like, right. there's no fences. They're just. Right, because their parents aren't calling them and being like, what the hell are you doing? They're like, oh. No, it's fine. Sure, whatever. Like, yeah, there's no... The only person that is doing that is Lando. And he's <laughs> uncharged these kids. So, my, yeah, there's nothing... My mom called me when I was three and, minutes past curfew. My friend was driving me into the neighborhood, and I got a call at 12.03. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like, you were... Like, I wasn't in trouble, but they're just like, where the hell are you? What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> I sometimes still get in trouble for not telling my parents. <laughs> Like but like there's so much there's so much missing of like if we're gonna call this the young jedi knight series like why aren't we talking about youth yeah like there's so much of like what it is to be young right that's missing and i mean like and- Zek and Jaina don't even have any conflict based on like oh i have these feelings that i don't understand or like whatever like they're just right. like eh, whatever whatever like right and they're like, like 30 year old, they're like 30 year olds with office crushes like, <laughs> like well we can't really do anything about it so you know whatever except there's oh yeah there's one scene where they're saying goodbye i think and he like presses his cheek against her cheek and i was like what is that gesture never do that again <laughs> there's a lot well it's like courtship of princess leia and in some in the han solo trilogy like the star wars universe tender kissing <laughs> touching faces like that is how you express romantic love <laughs> like, what is this is pressing your cheek against her cheek as a thing. That's not Could a thing. you just fuck her? Why did you have to do this to me? If somebody did that to me, I'd be like, you're a creep. I am not coming to rescue you. No more. Sorry. We're done. We're done. Yeah. So yeah, I think maybe that's the overall. And there's still three more books and I think they're called some, there's like a trilogy name for them. Uh, but they come a little bit after. I'm going to be really interested to see the depiction of um, pregnancy and childbirth in the Thrawn trilogy. Yeah. Because. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, but that's. Like, I feel like the. That Star Wars isn't about, like, gleaming surfaces and everything and being easy and all that. It's about it being hot or cold or dusty or rusty yeah. or old or lived in, like the the limitations and difficulties of navigating a human body through these like spaces right should be part of it yes it should be yeah and and the unique difficulties of a young human body in these spaces even if it's being short or sweaty or smelling bad or like being too into cologne or getting your period or breast buds or whatever right that like right it's it, it these books do seem very shiny in a way that like what is great about the original series is that like things are falling apart and it's yeah. you know Tatooine is gross and, <laughs> like awful and and this really seems like a sanitized version of yeah the Star Wars universe no I feel like the I was watching Tangled the Disney Rapunzel the other day and I feel like the bar that they the tavern that they yes. go to in Tangled is like more yes more gritty than <laughs> we get here that is true i think and like the characters that they develop in the i have a dream song are like more developed than the characters yes. that we get here like here's my life here's what i do i know who i am here's what i want like right that level of storytelling clarity 
would be yeah, so... Yeah, by the end of this book, we still don't know what Zach wants. No, <laughs> Zach doesn't know either. He's got a dream. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Zach. I really hate him. He's the worst. <laughs> but, I mean, I think... I'm very happy to leave these books behind. I mean, I hope that these characters come back in a way that makes me remember why I loved. Yeah, I was like, I mean, before we did the Han Solo trilogy, I was almost wondering if I had just like soured on the Star Wars Expanded Universe as an experience. But then we did Han Solo, I was like, oh no, the magic is here. Right, there's good stuff. It's just, it's not in... It's not here, so the young I'm I'm Seriously. I am gonna be like trepidatious but also very curious to see these guys all grown up. And like they're not even that far away from being quote unquote grown no, up. No, I think I think uh the New Jedi Order books I think they're eighteen. Yeah. Yeah. Which is not that far away from no. us. Like they're real close to where we're gonna see them later. Yeah. So but anyway, so next time is some Tales from Jabba's Palace. I'm so excited about Tales from Jabba's Palace. I have very fond memories of these stories. So there are 19 stories. We're going to break this up into three yeah. episodes that we're going to kind of like sprinkle throughout the next. Yeah, just every weeks. now and then we'll do some. Maybe. It- yeah. So f- this one, we're going to be reading the introduction through the seventh uh, tale which is uh, the Gamorrean Guard tale. So so intro through seven, if you're following along reading with us. <laughs> <laughs> we hope someone is. Someone is <laughs> somewhere. somewhere. Those are the ones we're going to be doing. Um, and then we'll do, uh, we'll make this a sort of trilogy. Right, but they're um, standalone short stories, so you don't have to. Right, they're stories. I'm not sure how we're going to, we'll figure it out, talk about yeah we'll read them and we'll see what happens yeah we'll see what happens um but i did these you, books you were also read. as far as i can tell a collection of standalone short stories just not clearly yeah. marked as such <laughs> so. that's what we're just that's what we're doing um you did did you read these no i did not no. read these so yeah i i read these this was maybe one of the first books probably close to when i read courts of princess leia um and i think if i remember correctly what these tales do is kind of give us like a little bit of a genre jumping peek into the Star Wars universe. So there's some of these stories that are like more like sort of horror stories. There are some that are very, very sad. <laughs> Just the Rancor's Keeper's Tale, which is the first tale in Jabba's Palace, and kind of give us an insight into what was going on in Jabba's Palace at the time that we see it in Return of the Jedi. And this came out in 95, so it's a pretty early... It's pretty quick, yeah. A lot of different authors who wrote for the Star Wars universe. So we have like Kevin J. Anderson edited it and also wrote story. Um, AC Crispin has a story. Dave Wilverton has a story. Timothy Zahn has a story. So this is we just get a like they were all like getting brunch and like, you know what we should do? We should like do a yeah. book where we all do a story. Like. Yeah. So I think this was the first one, but then they also did Tales from Oz Eisley, Cantina and Tales of the Bounty Hunter, which I don't know that I read those i definitely read jabba's palace though yeah so i'm very excited i'm excited to see where this goes (laughs) i remember some of them very vividly and some of them not at all but this will also be the first time that we run into mara jade as a podcast because she is a huge maybe the biggest expanded universe character it's crazy that we made it this far without her and we have not run into her but she's she's uh tale six in 
Chelsea Jawa's Palace because she apparently was there. Yeah. (laughs) Why not? Very, very excited. So, yeah, so we're leaving Young Jedi Knights behind. Yeah. See ya. But not Jedi Knights. No. Because after this, we'll do, we'll start Jedi Academy. Jedi Academy. That'll be. Buckle up. (laughs) That'll be a journey. Those I read. (laughs) Yeah, those are. Those are some big. I think after Thrawn trilogy, those that might be the biggest. Yeah, those are trilogy that came out in their earlier years. Those are huge. All right, well, yeah. we'll see you then. We'll catch you next time. All right, bye. bye. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. If you would like more information, please check out our website, adolescenceafteralderon.wordpress.com. For show notes and info about upcoming episodes. We're also on Twitter, after underscore Alderon, or on Instagram, Adolescence After Alderon. And if you would like to touch base with us, ask questions, participate in the conversation, you can email us at adolescenceafteralderon at gmail.com. Thanks so much. 